Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome to another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck92 and at MyMichiganPodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Barberry Law Firm at Mobile Sports Studios, all about the high school hoops we got coming up this week. Buddy Motman got Tyler Enovich's number from Shepard. Talk some wrestling here in the next week or two. But this Wednesday, boys basketball version of the Backyard Brawl, Sacred Art, Beale City. First time they played in a few years. It is going to be a great one. Talk with Coach Gatrill in Beale City, Coach Sherlock from Sacred Art, about where their teams are at in the season and looking ahead to this huge game on Wednesday. But tomorrow night, we got another monster game. Some Mount Pleasant Oilers take on Bay City Western. Mount Pleasant girls 8-3 on the year, 2-1 in conference play. The Bay City Western girls 9-1 overall and 3-0 in conference play. So whoever wins this game could take a bit of a stranglehold on the Saginaw Valley League North. That's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Wednesday night, the boys' basketball version of the Backyard Brawl. It is going to be great. Let's get right to that interview. Coach Gatriel from Beale City. But again, make sure you join us tomorrow night. A huge, huge game. Mount Pleasant Oiler girls taking on Bay City Western. Here's my chat with Coach Gatriel. First of all, Coach, you guys are now 8-1 and one on the year. Year. Are you surprised at all by that? Oh yeah, a, a little. I, we're quite young, um, so it's 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 been a, a pleasant surprise. Uh, we we've had, we've had some tough ones lately. You know, we've had to squeak out some games, and it's been our youth has shown a little bit here and there. But for the most part, yes, I'm pleasantly surprised with with eight and one. Yeah, I was going to bring up the team is very young. He kind of did that for me, though. He talked about squeaking out a couple wins. Uh, You had that three-point win over Pine River, and then the one game you guys lost. I know he had some illness in the Roscommon game, but two teams that you know aren't towards the top of the Highland Conference, but also both on the road, too. And I think that might be one of those things. People don't realize how tough it is for, you know, we always talk about those college games and pro games playing on the road, but it's just as tough in high school sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that's where youth shines through sometimes there as well. We've had a lot of discussions about how how we get ready for games, what do we do to get ready for games and whatnot. And also, uh, Highland Conference has a lot of geographic miles. I mean, we're we're a lot of the teams are pretty north for us. So we're driving hour, hour and a half sometimes each way. So you're talking about a three-hour bus ride sometimes for these young kids. It, it, it definitely messes with their heads a little bit. We've got to learn how to focus. Yeah, like I said, you get on that bus for 45 minutes, you know, an hour, hour and a half. You get to the game, and basketball is a little bit different than football. You're not getting there a couple hours early sometimes. Like I said, some of those kids might take a little while to get warmed up. But I said 8-1, and one, really good start on the season. Do you know why, or do you think you know why there's been so much success for this group? I I think it has to do with some of our younger kids have played a lot of basketball. Um, our IQ definitely is our, our basketball IQ is high. We're maybe young, but a lot, some of our young kids have played, have logged a lot of minutes on the basketball court. Um, so that's helped. That and where you see it in football, you see it in baseball. They're just they're, they're competitors. They, they they like to win. They like to compete. And, and uh, I think that's the same thing on the basketball court. Yeah. Now to talk a little bit about you know some of those players. Josh Wilson was just really impressed with him when I saw it in the McBain game. And we'll talk about McBain in a minute because they've continued to roll after your guys' game. You know, just talk oh, yeah. a little bit more about him. What's he continued to bring to this team throughout this re- beginning of the season? Well, Josh Josh is a you know he's a bigger body, but he definitely has guard skills. So he's tough to guard. And, and, and especially if you're going to play man, it's, he's a tough matchup. And against Jones, too, you know, we, we got quite a few shooters all around. So, and he's one of them. Um, so, I mean, he's just, he's a tough guard. He can, he, he can uh, compete at a high level. Yeah, what would you do with him? And I don't want you to give away any game plans here. Try probably try and have him everywhere. But I feel like he's a great high post guy in that two three. You know, if somebody's trying to throw that two three zone look at you. But then again, you mentioned he's a shooter. I mean, you, you might want to kind of run him baseline to try and get the corners. So you just kind of let him go where he's flowing, or maybe whatever spot he's in, he just does that job. It depends what other floor on the floor. 
he's pretty versatile. He's kind of Swiss Army knife. He can go anywhere. So it depends on the other four and the floor. He kind of morphs to where we need him. All right. And uh, Caden Smith, I did not get to see him play, but I know he's been back now, I think, for four or five games. What's he been able to bring to the table? Oh, he's, he's dynamic. He's quick. He's athletic. He helps us in the full court. Um, he runs the lane well. He can shoot the ball. He's finally getting his legs now. Um, I think it took him a few weeks to, to get his basketball legs, and um, he's just so he's a leader. He's a he's a competitor. He's yeah. just a true competitor. I think when I was talking with Brad Grosser, maybe it was even you. You know, you got one of you guys mentioned something about if he had a competition for finding the biggest blade of grass in a you know in a field or something like that, you, you wouldn't mind putting your money on him because th- that's just the type of competitor he is. And got to bring up your son once again, Drake Gatrick. Said I was super impressed with him. When I saw him in the McBain game. Said eight and one when he got a youngster like that running the show. How much does that help? It helps. I mean, he he. Uh He's going to go through some freshman bumps, as they all do, even the, the sophomores that are playing. We don't have a lot of kids with a lot of RC men, so we've been going through some bumps. And uh, he's had them too, um, but he's he's played a lot of basketball, just like a lot of our other young kids, and he just has a good feel for the game and instinctively, and instinctively makes the right play, generally. Um, but he's another one. He's a, he's a competitor too. You know, he competes. Yeah, but he also, does he play uh, football and baseball as well at, at Beal? Just kind of a curious question now. Well, the base, but the baseball is a question mark. I don't know. They're trying to get his left hand arm in the lineup. Handcuffs been been trying, <laughs> but he, he Drake does love track and he plays AAU, so he he uh, he does something in the spring. But they're trying to get him to duel and whatnot. So, but he yeah he plays a lot of football. Yeah, and I'm sure that's one of those two that you, you wouldn't mind whatever he chooses to do. You you just want him to go out there and be having fun and competing. Yeah, I've never put pressure on my kids. I just want him to go and have fun, and, and I just want him to be a supportive dad. I don't I don't put any pressure on any of my three kids. I just want them to be happy and and play and compete and give it their best. And at the end of the day, if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. You know. Yeah, because it's more about the lessons they're learning playing the game that you know you take for the rest of their life. I always talk about you see teams mm-hmm. getting blown out, and you well, what are they learning from this? Well, getting blown mm-hmm. out by thirty is probably worse. Than getting fired from a job it really is it is not fun to just be out there on the court getting your butt kicked so it really just does prepare you for those difficult situations in life our coaching staff always talks about that are we are we we need to help our boys become young men you know we constantly trying to we want to be good husbands and fathers someday and that's what we it's most important to us is the character that they they exude through through the competition, you know. I mean, you want to win, obviously, but you know, and that's why we're here, and we're judged by that. But you know, what kind of human being are we creating? Yeah. Now, talk about the rest of the Highland Conference. When I look towards the top, I see you guys, I see McBain, and then Everett, which you know, kind of a question mark. But then you think back to football season; they were really strong as well, and a lot of time that correlates. What are you expecting to see from the rest of the Highland Conference as we head to the second half of the season? Well, a lot of our conference is young, so I mean, Lake City's finally got healthy. They got a couple kids back. They just beat NMC. You're seeing a lot of parity. You know, Everett has some really good athletes. You saw it on the football field. McBain always has basketball players that are six foot six and can play and can move and are athletic. And and you know, you have people that you know within the league that it just there's a lot of parity right now. McBain's tough. You know, like they said, they've been rolling since us. They've kind of got healthy. They have their their big kid back, so they're. A, totally different monster this time. Yeah, like I said, they just didn't really have that post game that they would go to all the time against you guys with, like, I can't remember the big guy's name, he was out. And uh, what's it going to take to, what's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it going to take to win the conference, stay on top? Well, obviously you got you to, gotta, I mean, I mean, Shaker Hearts our first priority Wednesday, but then Friday we have Ever on the road, then we got McBain on the road, or NMC on the road, then McBain on the road. So three of the three of the best teams in the league, you know, record-wise, are bang, bang, bang right on the road. So our youth is going to get tested here soon. You know, we, we are going to we could logistically win. You know, lose two or three games here and not be at the top of the standard if we don't 
get our focus on the road. And now, as far as this team overall, like I think you and I have you know, both seen the skill. I've only been at the one game. You've got to see it every day in practice. How good can this, this, this group, this squad be? I, you know, I, I think, we, I think if, we, if we learn how to control the pace, play tough defense and rebound, I mean, it, I, I don't ever want to spit records out there, but I, I do think that we could, we could win the conference. We could potentially compete for a district, although, you know, we're going to have to run through some teams in our district that are pretty tough. I mean, but, um, and we're really young. I mean, obviously, you know, I don't ever want to disrespect the seniors because this year matters the most, you know, but, you know, in the future, from what I see coming through, we could be pretty, pretty fun to watch for the next six, seven, eight years. And now, uh, who is in your guys' districts? Do you, I might be throwing you on the spot here a little bit. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously the team to be is the team that's won it the last couple of years is Meridian. Um, they, you know, and obviously there's always Beaverton with Roy in there and Finn Counting and, and uh, I do believe Harrison's in there for a while. I can't, I, right. I cannot remember I, the I others. Think, I, I think I'm, you might have it right with those three right there. Yeah. Yeah. But I know Meridian's won it the last couple of years. So obviously they're, 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 they returned a couple studs. So they're, they're going to be a team to beat. Yeah. They got the, the um, quarterback kid back. I know they got the big Malloy sophomore is going to be back as a junior too. So yeah, they will, they will be a tough team to compete with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, real tough. Now I got to ask a little bit about the the rivalry that we're going to see on Wednesday, Sacred Heart Beale City. First of all, just, just talk about that a little bit. What's it been like being a part of that that boys basketball rivalry? We haven't played in a few years. Um, we had COVID stuff going on, and then you had I think um, last year we I don't know we had some issues with getting the game settled or situated. It might have been some snow days or whatnot, but you know it's nice to finally get back to playing that. We're the proximity wise, and you know, and then having you know two schools that are similar size and just have had always competed at a high level against each other and in, 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 in all sports and it's just fun I'm excited to have it back I was just talking to Johnny Hunter the other day who's a JV coach and he's excited too and we're good and figure it's a tough team and they're what six seven and two right now and yep. two, their two of their losses are two really good teams so I mean Sacred Hearts they're gonna be tough for us on Wednesday and similar to you guys that they're quite young as well it's gonna be mm-hmm. a battle the next four years in the backcourt Gatrell versus Zion I'm, I'm sure you've seen <laughs> I'm sure you've seen him play a little bit right there like I said I've been really excited about the, this matchup you know I've, I've known about Drake a little bit because of you and I've known about Mr. Zion a lot because of Andy Tyson senior been talking to me about him and so both of them you know you know I think the way you talk about it both of them play a lot of basketball out of season too and you know not getting rushed not getting hurried up they're both going to be able to run the show but when they match up against each other, they they got to know each other pretty well. What's that like? They play AAU together, yep. so they know each other really well. Um, and they're both quick, both athletic, both run the one, both can shoot. So it's it's a, it's definitely going to be a, a fun matchup. And it's you know just in general, you know, Sacred Heart has they're young, but their kids are they're athletic. They they run well, they shoot well. They're they're a tough cover. Yeah, actually, I gotta I gotta bring it up here. The Carson City game they had the other night, which is always really low scoring. Jason Bogue. <laughs> had the the most unbelievable you don't see a block chase down block off the glass in high school a lot do you coach mm-hmm. he All had right, no. one and if uh, i can't remember the youngster's name from Carson City if he would have laid it in it would have made the game 31-29 and he came out of nowhere and packed it off the glass Tayshawn Prince LeBron style however you want to put it and then they came right back down to the other end and got a basket and that was that was kind of the end of the game you know we were talking about the JNR engraving player of the game and the Kevin Clare logging lumberjack of the game it was all big Joe Howell down low but we had to change it, me and Andy Tyson Sr. beat. That block was just so unbelievable. I have to see if I can bring it up on the Facebook and show you Wednesday because I think you will even 
and go, whoo, that, that was pretty darn sweet. Oh, did you? All right. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. What did yeah, you, you think of it? I thought it was pretty, pretty, pretty dynamic. I mean, it was a <laughs> pretty athletic move. I mean, I, and that's what I'm saying. Their whole squad, they can shoot, they can run, they can, they, they just do everything. And they're, they're only two losses are two quality teams. I think, what, Corona's seven and two and Montebello's seven and one. So, yep. yeah, and Montebello, J- two losses are, yeah. Yeah, JT Smith at Montebello, just an un- unbelievable standout. And Corona, you know, maybe five or six times the size of Sacred Art Academy. So it's going to be a ton of fun. But how, have you seen a block like that in high school basketball in all reality? Uh, not, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was trying to think. I've watched a lot of state finals and whatnot, and I, and I played in the Valley when I was younger. Um, I mean, I've seen some athletic plays, but that was a pretty impressive block. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know. When you have to beat that one. Yeah, sure. When you have the chase down block in high school basketball, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a foul. Like, the block might look good, but they're going to be all over the guy's body. That was the cleanest one I've seen. And like I said, we, myself and Andy Tyson Sr., we just kind of both went bonkers on the broadcast because we just almost couldn't believe what happened. And it was the crowd roared like somebody had just had an alley-oop dunk. So it was, it was pretty special. And hopefully we get to see something special like that Wednesday, whatever way it happens, you know I love the Sacred Art. I love the Beale City. Hopefully, we just have a great game. Oh, it will, it, I think it'll be a good game. I think I think there's like and it won't, it's it's going to be even probably better the next two or three years. You know, coming there's going to be you know with the youth we have and whatnot, it's going to be pretty pretty exciting games for years to come. Yeah, you think about the the junior class that you guys have with all those guys from all, all sports. I will say, and the sophomores that they've got from all sports. It's those two point guards. Oh man, it, it is going to be an awful lot of fun the next few years. Coach Gatro, thanks it so much. Be. For taking some chance, uh, taking some time to talk with me, not taking a chance to talk with me. I guess you're always taking a little. <laughs> guess you're always taking a little bit of a chance, but I appreciate Definitely. the time, man. And we'll we'll catch up with you Wednesday, man, for that big uh, backyard brawl rivalry. Take care, thank you. Another big, big thank you to Coach Gay Trill from Beal City. Once again, we'll be right back here on Spock Sports Show with that child, Coach Sherlock from Sacred Academy, as we get you set up for that big game Wednesday. Boys basketball version of the backyard brawl, Beal City Sacred Art. I'm gonna keep saying it. Tomorrow night, big game for the Mount Pleasant girls as they take on Bay City Western. Both those games, seven o'clock on Buck. 92, buck92.com and the buck92 facebook page be back with more spock sports show presented to you from the barberry law firm right after this if you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do my attorney is joe barbary he can be yours too Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbara Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio, right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and wherever you get great podcasts. Let's get right back to that interview with Coach Sherlock. Well, let's get right into that interview with Coach Sherlock. If you missed the first half of Coach Gatrill, find it on the podcast wherever you get your podcasts here now with Coach Sherlock from Sacred Art Academy. Just got done talking with Coach Gatrill, and they're off to a great 8-1 and one start. You guys off to a really great start, 6-2 and two on the season after four tough games out of Christmas break. Coach Sherlock, how you feeling about the team now? They're getting kind of towards the halfway point. 
Well, I feel pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm happy with our record. Um, obviously, we, we started out 2023 with a, a tough home game in Corona, uh, Class B school, and uh, they were very good, very athletic, um, winning a ton of games in their own league, which is competitive. So I knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, unfortunately, at the end of that game, we lost our number one scorer, Grady Pratt. So not having him against Montebello um, uh, kind of gave us a challenge in terms of scoring. But I was still happy with the uh, effort overall of our guys for most of that game. And, uh, you know, Montebello is a good good squad. They're led by seniors. And uh, we knew that one was going to be tough. Um, and then, you know, after those two losses, we came back and got a big win against Carson City, who uh, time was tied for the lead in our league, and uh, beat them at home and then went to St. Charles for our first road test in a long time and uh, got a road victory. So going uh, going without Grady for the last few weeks has been rough, but um, he'll be back soon enough. And uh, we're, we're, we're firing in all sin- cylinders. And now, yeah, you guys were road warriors. You know, road warriors you're turning into. You had six home games. Then St. Charles last week starts now six straight on the road. For you as a high school right. coach, you've coached at some different levels. How much different is it, the home and away? And I was talking with Coach Gatrill about that a little bit earlier. You know, young kids, long bus rides, you never know what's going to happen sometimes oh yeah no there's no question the road presents uh you know different challenges i think our guys thrive on it though i i think they like to to wear the red so to speak they like to go into other people's gyms and and uh you know play play against the the more hostile crowds um but certainly you know there's nothing like being at home and unfortunately with our schedule we 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 did it in kind of blocks this year so we have a lot in a row on the the road and a lot in a row at home and you know I I think as a coach you you want a little bit more of a mix so that you don't get too comfortable with one or the other Um, but you know that being said our schedule is what it is and uh, we'll be ready to play um, for the next couple of weeks on the road. Now 60 plus the first four games you guys were 4-0 averaging around 38 the last four games 2-2 and and a lot of that has to do with the, the competition you're playing but what what do you want to do with this team? Would you rather be up in the 60s? Or are you okay getting by with the defense, final scores, you know, in the 30s? What you know, what does uh, Coach Sherlock want for his team scoring-wise? Well, certainly, um, you know, Montebello and Corona are, are, are more athletic defensively. So it was going to be a challenge to score 60 on those two teams. And then Carson City with their 2-3 zone, you know, they just like to slow the game down and, and make it really challenging for anybody to score in the half court. But I think one of the, the bigger issues we have is, you know, losing our, our top scorer, Grady Pratt. You know, he's averaging almost 20 points a game. And, you know, when he goes down, um, you know, kids got to step up and they have been. But, you know, that's a big loss. So I think when you combine our opponents and, and their abilities and style of play with losing your number one score, we, we weren't going to be able to score like we were. However, you know, I, I I want to push the ball, and I do want to put points on the board. It just takes pressure off of our defense, um, but we need to put the ball in the hole. You know, we're not shooting a great percentage the last couple of weeks, and uh, but we are shooting better from the free throw line, so we probably need to attack the basket more and get it inside to Josiah Howell, Aiden Halliday, whose ankle is getting better every day, and uh, see if we can't get some free throws. Yeah, talk a little bit about Grady Perrette, because I, I actually have, unfortunately, have not seen a play. I didn't have a game with you guys last year in the Carson game. He was out for that. What, what does he bring to the table? How does he make everybody a little bit better? Yeah, he's a tremendous shooter from three-point range. I mean, just an absolute great shooter. And then, you know, he's had a year under his belt of handling the basketball, so it it helps with Noah Zion and taking some of the pressure off of him. Um, And he can create his own shot. So because he's such a good shooter, teams really fly out at him, and that gives him the ability to get inside the defense and create shots for, for other players as well. So, you know, not having him 
um, you know, kind of brings our offensive output down a little bit. And then the other thing is, you know, he's an amazing on-ball defender. And that has been a catalyst, our, our pressure defense, our man-to-man defense with him and Noah and Luke Taylor out on the perimeter hounding ball handlers has really, really helped us keep our opponents in, in low digits and scoring. So, you know, it kind of feeds off each other, offense and defense. And uh, with a big piece missing, you know, we've had to step up in other areas and try to figure things out. But I, I think challenges if we respond the right way, it can be good. I, I wish he, he didn't get injured, of course. I feel bad for the kid, but um, it gives us a way to, you know, learn how to survive without uh, a mainstay player. And so far, so good. We'll see We'll see what happens this week. Yeah, when he comes back, hopefully everything's just a little bit easier for everybody else. Then everybody's a little bit more comfortable dealing with a little extra pressure that they've had to deal with. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, he's going to relieve a lot of pressure and, and give us a big sigh when he comes back because – we know what he can do. He's done it for two years. Um, he's off to a great start this year. And uh, I have no doubt he's working really, really hard to get back. Um, he's, he's, you know, doing stationary shooting and ball handling on the side during practice. He's just a tremendous worker, um, and, and he's going to be ready to go as soon as the doctor clears him. And I made uh, Coach Gatrell even talk about it, the, the block, the Bogue block versus Carson City Crystal. I think it's the best high school block that I've ever seen, period. Um, when I think about Javel Lewis at Mid-Michigan College and some of the big swats I've seen him have, that that's all I could really think of and how big it was if the layup would have gone in the score would have been 31-29 you guys end up winning 37-29 if people don't know exactly what I'm talking about there's about a minute and a half left of the Car City Crystal game they're on a fast break and out of nowhere here comes Jason Bogue with a block off the backboard you, you just don't see that in high school basketball and usually a block from behind you kind of smash the kid you foul him it was just an unbelievable athletic play him just showing his athleticism it, it, what goes through your mind when you think of that block? Well, he is a tremendous athlete. And, you know, I think he has the ability um, at times to make up for, you know, uh, uh, having his man, when his man goes by him on defense, he, he can make up for it by coming back from behind and, and swatting. He had, he had two or three in that game, but that was, was certainly a big, given the, the time and score of the game and, uh, you know, what that play meant to our team in terms of energy. He's a spark, you know. he uh, Our guys root for him. Um, and, and he has plays like that where he just kind of turns over the attitude of the team and, and gives us confidence. Um, sometimes I don't even think he realizes the kind of spark that he is, but I'm very proud of him. Um, he, he's getting better every week as well, and I, I have high hopes for Jason going down the stretch into March. And now, can he dunk? Because he got up pretty darn high on that one, and obviously it's different with the basketball, but I almost wanted to ask him that after the game. Have you seen him throw down at all in practice or anything? Yes, he did throw down um, actually last week in practice. He's been working right. on it. it I, I, I have to be honest, it's not um, consistent. You don't want to see it in so, the game yet. <laughs> no, I don't think he's ready for, for a, a game throwdown, but I wouldn't um, doubt that by the time he graduates, he'll have a few of those for yeah. sure. Yeah, just unbelievable block. And now, you seen a lot of high-level high school basketball. Do you actually yourself remember seeing a block like that off the glass on the fast break to chase dunks? And Tayshaun Prince LeBron is who you want people to visualize when they think about it. Well, when I was the coach at IMG, we played Miami Pace High School, and there was about 
eight players on the floor that played in the SEC. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll just say, yeah, I saw a couple you, you, of those you blocks. You've seen a few but, of those blocks. But for mid-Michigan, that was, that was pretty big time, wasn't it? <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And, you know, you don't even see those in Class A ball sometimes. I mean, he, he is really good timing with his jumps. And so that helps him. He can jump quick. He's not explosively fast on the floor, but he gets up really quick. So once he sees that ball kind of go up with the shooter, you know, he has a good good ability to uh, time it great and, and uh, get it out of the play. And we talked about it some during break. You talked about Aiden Halliday a few minutes ago, but Halliday, Howell, Howell down low, that could just be two really big bodies in Division Four playoffs. How dynamic can those two be as Aiden continues to come back from the ankle injury? Oh, they're going to be a tremendous asset. Um, I, I mentioned earlier in the year, with you that you know our outside inside game gives us a great balance and we just have to make sure that we establish both in every game and you know that with the two of them and Aiden's a tremendous passer in the post and then high post um, there they have the ability to really take over a game we just got to make sure when we get the ball down low you know one of the things that's been more frustrating um, the last couple of games is we haven't been converting our layups as, as, as well as we'd like um, but we have been getting to the foul line and making free throws. Um, and I, I still think Aiden needs another week or two to get his legs fully underneath him because, uh, you know, when he goes up to shoot, he's just not where he was physically or athletically right now and, you know, coming off a major ankle surgery. But he will be, and that's what's what's great is because when, when he's at full force, you know, Joe's going to feel the pressure coming off of him and vice versa. And they, they work really, really well together. They battle in practice. And it's, it's fun to watch. I, I have uh, high hopes for them. Uh, over the next month or two. Yeah, Aiden Halliday said, just coming back, I don't know what your thoughts were when he launched the three in the fourth quarter versus Carson City Crystal in the corner. He buried it. It was just kind of one of those, you maybe don't want him taking that shot in that, but he just is a big-time athlete and knows when moments are needed from teams, doesn't he? Yeah, he has no fear. I mean, he's not, um, basketball's not his first sport, um, but, you know, he's just a, a gamer. We call him a gamer. When the, when the ball gets thrown up in the air, he's ready to go. He wants to compete. He's not afraid of the moment. He, he hit a big three in the district finals two years ago as a freshman. Um, so, I mean, he's he's willing and able to take the shot. Now, you know, obviously, you know, situationally, you, you want to have the best shot you can get. Um, so we don't run offenses for him to get three-point looks. But, you know, in, in certain moments of the game, if he has enough time and, and it's comfortable, I have no problem with him taking that shot because I know, you know, he might not be a high percentage shooter, but he has the ability to make the big one yeah. um, because he doesn't, you know, he, he relishes in the in the big moments. And like I said, that it might not be the highest percentage, but he's, you know, if he's 33% all the time in the fourth quarter clutch situation, some guys go down in percentage, you know he's going up in percentage because he wants that moment. Yeah, absolutely, and, and he's willing to put the ball on the floor and get to the foul line, and, and I love him at the free throw line at the end of games. And I've joked with him, um, you know, with Grady going out, that if, if our point guard Noah Zion gets in foul trouble, he's probably going to be our point guard just because I know he can handle pressure and, and he's been in these moments and he's got a lot of experience. So he's uh, he, he's doing really, really well. I, I keep joking with him. I'm not sure basketball is your third sport. You might like it the third most, but it's you're pretty good at it. So. <laughs> High hopes for him, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here once he gets his legs underneath. I, I think he's going to continue to uh, increase his production. And now, Beal, Sacred Heart, you're, you're a little new as a coach, I guess, but you kind of grew up around the area here. You kind of know about that. What, what does it mean when you hear Beal, Sacred Heart? Well, I know it's a big rivalry um, historically. You know, it's a great program. I know Coach Gatrell really well. His uh, son and my son play AAU together, so we're around each other all the time. I, I certainly know that the kids in our program in both schools uh, – 
are look at it as a rivalry and you know that means there's going to be a lot of energy in the gym from the crowd standpoint there's going to be a lot of energy and anxiety from the kids and you know it's our job as coaches to really manage that and make sure that they're just treating it as best they can like another game but we all know it's certainly not just another game um, thankfully you know it's a good challenge for us in the, in the middle of January to you know go on the road and play a good team um, they're a, a very well coached team and they're very athletic and it'll be good for us you know and we're going to battle and uh, give it our best shot but I think it'll be fun I haven't coached in it yet um, unfortunately got canceled the last two years due to COVID and weather um, but I, I'm certainly looking forward to this challenge yeah it's going to be a great time Wednesday we'll be there for it. Coach Sherlock thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me and we'll talk more about districts as we head forward but I think you're going to be pretty familiar by that time Breckenridge, Coleman, Merrill, Vesterberg the only one not in the MSAC Midland, Calvary, Baptist they've already lost to Breckenridge twice so you're going to be very familiar with those or those district foes aren't you? Oh yeah yeah we, we are uh, pretty excited about our, our district situation but you know we've got a lot of work to do and you know we don't have our, our uh, sights set just on the districts and we realize you know it's funny thing about March, you know, teams kind of take it up a notch. So the team that we played back in December in, in the districts or those teams in the districts, they're going to be a much different teams uh, come March. But so are we. Yeah, and it's well, sometimes it's hard to beat a team twice. You're going to have to try and beat some of these teams maybe a third time coming around come March. So it's it, it'll be a tough test. Maybe we'll be there for it. And like I said, following you guys, Mount Pleasant, Beal, Shepard's been great this year as well. It's a really exciting year of boys high school basketball in the mid-Michigan area. Thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me, Coach Sherlock, and we'll see you Wednesday. Okay, Chris, thank you and uh, look forward to seeing you. Another big, big thank you to Coach Sherlock taking some time to chat with me. All right, that's it. Another edition of Spock Sports Show in the books. You can find the Spock Sports Show podcast around noon every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast, We're always coming to you from the Barbarian Law Firm, a mobile sports studios. Every case they take, they take personally. You have a personal injury, car accident claim you need to do, you don't need to go far. Talk to Mr. Barbary. He will take care of you. Every case they take, they take personally. So again, tomorrow night, Girls High School Hoops, Bay City Western, Mount Pleasant, a big game in the Saginaw Valley League. Then Wednesday night, the Backyard Brawl, boys basketball version, Sacred Art, Beale City. And then we'll be back with you next week with another Spock Sports Show, Monday night, 7 o'clock on Buck 92 from the Barbarian Law from Mobile Sports Studios. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to mymichiganpodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.